Hi everyone, this is Michelle with the Wire Painters Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from concept artist Eric Prout. I met Eric years ago at figure drawing workshops back when we were working hard to improve our art skills. It turns out when he was younger, Eric wasn't always so focused in school or even knew what he wanted to do. It took discovering the world of concept art post-college that Eric really began to get serious and dedicate himself to art as a career. Eric was one of our few warriors who'd plein air paint digitally on his laptop, and we talked about the ways he optimized and changed his setup over the years. We also discussed what it's like to work as a concept artist in video games and visual effects. My name is Eric. I'm an artist. I like to paint and draw, and uh, right now I'm a concept artist working for a video game studio. Did you have any particular interests? Like, were you interested in art when you were little? Were you into games and, and certain movies and stuff? Yeah, so um, I grew up in China. I remember my mom made me um, take these art classes after school. So I think art has always been a part of my life, like most of my childhood. Um, also like calligraphy class, like a lot of just those kind of things. How old were you when you started taking art classes? Probably before first grade, I, I'm thinking. Yeah. And calligraphy class, I think I kind of did both of those simultaneously. Did you just continue to take art classes um, even when you moved to the U.S.? No, actually. So, okay, so I moved to the U.S. in like 2000. I was about, I think, 10 or 11 years old. I stopped art because like... The language barrier like I didn't know any English so I don't know I just my whole focus was basically just learning English even though I didn't really try to learn English I was just kind of goofing off all the time in school because I didn't know what was happening and, and like I, I also moved to you know Monterey Park there's a lot of Asians there and the school I went to had a lot of um, Chinese speaking uh, students and I just kind of hung out with them so I never really focused on learning English. In high school then, when you were thinking about what you wanted to do after you graduated, what were you interested in? Um, my high school had this art class. It wasn't anything special, but it did kind of make me remember like how I used to do art when I was little. So like I had the thought of maybe wanting to pursue art, but that's not how it happened like I I don't know like I never really cared about doing college or in, like university education I was just kind of goofing around in high school a lot too yeah I just kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do and end up somehow getting into university for computer science engineering major because I think oh. I was good at math yeah because like the math I remember in high school and Elementary school was like super easy compared to what was what what I learned in China. So I was I, I got <laughs> American I got really, math. <laughs> yeah, it was so easy, um, and yeah, I, I just had really good grades in those, and I was able to kind of get into some schools as computer science engineering major. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I like computers. I like playing games, so I thought, okay, computers. And computer science, maybe it's the same. So I did that for a year in college. Where did you go to school? Where uh, I went to UC Davis. So I did that for a year and I was like, um, no, I don't think I want to do this forever. 
And I started looking at like the art classes there um, and I started signing up and yeah, just started taking art classes and eventually like second year, I think I switched major and yeah, I finished the degree there. Did you major in, what would that have been like fine arts? It's called art studio. Yeah, I mean, for for the college education there for art, it wasn't like it didn't prepare me at all for the industry. Again, at the time, I wasn't really thinking about how I would make a career out of art. Not really. Like I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do art. So like, I mean, after I graduated, I was like realizing I didn't have the skills to get any job in the industry. Yeah, I had to get serious about art and just really learn the skills required for the industry and just basically get better at art. How did you first hear about concept design as a career? Found out about it on, just on the internet. Like I saw Craig Mullins. I'm sure a lot of people know Craig Mullins. I saw his paintings and I was just kind of blown away. I was like, holy crap, I want to do this. Yeah, he was like, I think that was the, one of the main driving forces. I was like, wow, I really want to make paintings like this. So you said you wanted to get better at painting. Did you start taking traditional painting classes? Yeah, I started, definitely started out traditional. Don't really remember what classes I took. It was just whatever at the time, I guess, they were offering. Um, But I do remember I got really, really into oil painting. Like there was a time, like for a couple of years, I thought I might just do oil painting forever. I got so into it. (laughs) Uh, Is this also when you started doing more plein air painting? Yeah, I think so. Yep. I started, like, I started all the, the figurative and landscape planner and all of that during that time. I remember, yeah, just, I read, like, I think I read a book by Richard Schmidt, the Alla Prima book, learned a lot about painting and just the medium. I got super into it. Like, I, I like, you know, those boxes that people take to, like, to, uh, to painting outside, like those Peshat boxes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I got so into it. Like I made my own, like it's crazy contraption. It took me like three weeks to make. I was so happy with it. I just kept using it. That was fun. You do a lot of digital work too. When did you start doing uh plein air digitally? I do not remember the exact time, but I know that the reason was that, you know, most, I saw, I saw that most industry work required digital right so I was like okay since I'm practicing painting I might as well do it in digital so I just one day I guess I decided to do some digital plein air and then over time I guess traditional kind of less of that and then more digital eventually like I came to really love the medium I don't know at first it was like especially plein air I'm kind of lazy like my, my whole oil painting rig like there's a lot of things I have to carry out like cleaning up all that stuff sometimes you don't really want to do that digital you know it's back then I just had a laptop and uh, you need a tablet and it's much simpler oh wow so you just brought your laptop out and um, probably like the the simple Wacom tablet and then paid in for however long your laptop lasted yeah 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 I mean usually like an hour to two yeah. So painting outside is challenging already. And then you're doing it with your computer. Um, how did you handle like the glare and, and, and just like being able to see your screen? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, tr- I tried a bunch of things, um, ended up buying this screen cover 
on Amazon. It's specifically made for laptops, actually, in the outdoor environment for like, I think, photographers who are editing on location. Mm, okay. It's just the screen. It, it folds down into a flat piece of thing, and then you can kind of open it up, and it kind of pops up. It's like this black mesh box, and then you just put your computer in the middle. And I have like a, also a portable table. I put that on the table, and I have a little chair, and I just it's like literally a portable workstation almost anywhere you want. Yeah. Did you ever get any any like weird encounters from people wondering what what the heck you were doing with yep. your computer? <laughs> yeah, people always they're they're curious. They like to peep into the black hole. They're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really cool because you know you, it outside it's so bright and then you're going like, "Wow, you see this whole painting." Did that have to ever factor in like how far you would you would be able to walk or go because you have to carry a lot of stuff you got your laptop and all your gear yeah yeah because well over time i i minimize my setup so compact i i just have a backpack it's literally just my backpack everything goes in my regular backpack like my chair kind of um uh, hangs on the outside of the backpack like everything else fits into the backpack so it's like it's just the weight of the backpack which i'm okay with do you have an ipad or a tablet? So right now, yeah. Right now, I use iPad Pro. But when I started, it was a laptop and Wacom. It's only recently, it's only recently I've started using the iPad. And is it a lot easier? Oh, yeah. So much easier. Like, I don't even, I don't even use that, the glare thing anymore. Just because, like, I can kind of, iPad's light. Like, you can hold it in a lot of ways. You can just... I mean, you find a shade spot and then you can hold it in a way where like there's not much stuff in the back and it works out really well. What program are you painting in? Uh, right now I'm using Adobe Fresco. Oh, Adobe Fresco. I haven't yeah. tried that. How is that? I really like it. It's, yeah. um, I think it's one of the best on, on iPad right now. Really? I have a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of install. Like I used to use Procreate. I've tried heavy paint, obviously. So Adobe Fresco is like made specifically for painting. So like it's got a lot of the Photoshop features, but like it's just more geared towards painting. It's really cool. Like a lot of, you can kind of import your Photoshop brushes directly into Fresco and it would just uh, be translated almost seamlessly. Yeah. And this is just for iPad, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's for iPad. It's for a couple of Windows computers. I think the Surface Surface Pro or something like that. It's not available on like just regular Windows or Mac. So back to your profession and stuff. So you were studying, uh, working on your, your painting and your, I assume your design skills as well. Um, so how did you land your first job in the industry? It was sort of a long journey for me. Like after I graduated college like I, I started to learn to get better at art like I kept on I remember I think it was for like four or five jobs I would basically get the job like it's not a not the, not in the industry like just some random job like whatever I can find I will work for a period of time save as much money as I can and I will leave and I would focus on art full-time and that I did that for like I remember four or five jobs and like during all through that time, I kind of just applied, you know, whenever I could. There was just a lot, a bunch of like, I don't know, freelance, small gigs here, there, odd jobs, you know, in, from the industry. 
but it was never enough to sustain a living. Um, so I guess the goal was always to sort of getting an in-house position that's more stable. So, I mean, as far as in-house position, I think just this, someone just reached out to me on LinkedIn. Um, it was for a visual effects studio and then had an interview and yeah. So you didn't even apply. They just found you. So I think right around the time where I got that first in-house position, I had like this gigantic Excel sheet of all these different studios and I would like email them like every day or weekly, not, not the same studio. Like I would have these kind of just a list of places to apply to and yeah, and end up somewhere I didn't even apply to kind of reached out to me. How long were you applying to places? Do you remember? Um, I mean, in the beginning, it was kind of sparse here and there. I wasn't very, I, I always thought like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I still think that, but like eventually, like by, by the end of, I don't know, three, four years ago, I was like, okay, I need to do this. So I, I just kind of applied to a, a crap ton of places. Yeah, that's a very um, similar experience to me. And I'm sure a lot, a lot of other people too, you just apply to everywhere. <laughs> and you're always like, always like, nah, you see all the really great people and you're like, oh, but I'm not good enough. But uh, yeah, yeah. Was there ever a point where you were not sure if you wanted to still do this and still oh, work again in the industry? I never gave up, but I do think towards the end there, like I was like, like I didn't know, I knew I didn't want this to continue. Yeah. Cause it was just a very, like, if it's very hard mentally, like, you know, like I'm living at home with my parents and this grind, it was getting to me, but I kind of knew, like, I was just, I, I told myself, like, I would just give it my all. If I don't make it, like, I, I can't fall back to other things, but I don't want to like for a super long time. I, I didn't want to have that plan B for myself. Cause I, I, I wanted to, have that dedication like I I, I didn't want to give myself like an out you know mm -hmm. so I, I always told myself no 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 I'm gonna just keep doing it and I just kept doing it and, and you know just it happened one day and I'm glad <laughs> I, I do think like I don't know I don't know I can't tell you you know like if if it lasted for another two three years I don't know maybe maybe I wouldn't be doing this <laughs> who knows <laughs> Can you imagine what, what else you would be doing? Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, I can, I used to do web design actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, in college I did web design. Uh, so I can fall back to that. I can, I, I can also, I guess, learn programming. There's tons of jobs for that. Um, yeah, that's probably would be my fallback. Or maybe photography, I did photography too, like that. Oh yeah. But yeah, you were like full on dedicated. You were going to do this um, yeah. no matter what. And then you did. Yeah. Can you perhaps describe the role of a concept designer? I know it, it can cover a lot of different things. Yeah, I think it's pretty wide. So at the VFX house, it's more general. It's like it, they, they would need a I think for the, v okay, so for the VFX house, a lot of my concepts were actually used for pitching for the directors. So it was more kind of just, okay, they give you this kind of story and you make this painting, they give you like what kind of mood they want and then you kind of make these paintings and you give it to them. So that was majority of concept 
work I did there. I also did a, did some matte paintings there. Okay. It's not really concept related, uh, but I learned a lot. That was a very valuable job for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it for that. Like right now I'm at a video game studio. Yeah, it's pretty different. Um, but overall, like the core idea of like concept art, it's basically being able to visualize a world. So right now, like we have like writers, they, they have this story and I have to kind of come up with like, oh, what, this, what, what does this area look like? What does that area look like? And that's what I'm doing. Sometimes it's more specific, like a single prop, like you need a specific prop that does this. Um, yeah. Do you mostly focus on environments? Yeah, that's my, I think, yeah, that's my focus on, like on my portfolio, it's more environment. Personally, okay. I would like to do characters as well. But oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but um, like for a job, like my advice I got as I was kind of learning was that have if you have a focus it's easier to get a job okay so concept designers usually perhaps just focus on either character or environment um not so much doing both yeah i would say so yeah seems like that in the in like in-house at least well see uh, the thing is i think once you're in-house you're able to shift like uh, like you know it's a lot i think a lot of studios don't have too many in-house art, um, like concept artists. Like they, they would contract out a lot of stuff. But if you're in-house, I feel like you could kind of shift around, you know? Like if you have the skills to do everything, like, like you probably can, it's much easier for you to just kind of shift around. I think mainly it's usually kind of uh, separated out. Like the bigger the studio, the more specific, like you have, they have environment artists, they have character artists. Yeah, it's kind of the same um, for animation too, or in, in my studio, because I work at a smaller studio and there's more of an opportunity to do multiple things versus like mm. just character design and, and just environments and stuff. And I, I kind of like that. I like being able to wear multiple hats. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have to uh, know 3D? Uh, it's not required, but... I think I may have used Blender multiple times on my job. Yeah. The more tools you have to help you visualize whatever it takes, like it's just, you just got to use it. Like 3D is really helpful. Oh. I, it's not required. I mean, it obviously depends on studios too. Certain studios would require you to know 3D. Some don't. So. Um, and so how are you using it? Do you use 3D to maybe build the set and then you paint over it? Um, yeah, you can, yeah, like I do that. Or like if sometimes if it's a nature scene, I would just kind of procedurally generate some crazy stuff just to get some ideas and then paint mm -hmm. it out. Or if there are specific things they want in a concept that they already have a model for, you don't have to waste time drawing it out in your painting you just kind of put it in the perspective you want the shot you want make a render boom pop it in your painting saves mm -hmm. a lot of time is the turnaround and, and the schedule pretty fast-paced in your job right now nope right now it's pretty generous i think my art director is pretty generous with us uh, especially during this covid time 
Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. But the VFX, VFX house, I think VFX in general is pretty fast paced. Very mm -hmm. fast paced. Game is slower, takes much longer. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer that then, working in video games versus visual effects? I think I enjoy the slower pace right now. It's not like, yeah, I just like sometimes I like spending more time on a idea as opposed to like, uh, like I have to finish like trying to rush something. Yeah. I feel like sometimes better ideas come from just putting more time into thinking about the problem, you know? Yeah. Um, so with all your plein air experience, do you find that helps you as a concept designer in your work? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, well, the, the type of work I do, like I'm more kind of do like realism, I guess, in Finnish. So like plein air, you know, it's you're studying from life. There's nothing better to study from really. And like, you know, just the more you paint from life, you kind of start to have this mental idea of how light works, I feel. You can kind of imagine what a place would look look like under a certain light lighting condition. And I mean, that's very, very helpful for concept art. Do you find a, a lot of other concept designers who also plein air paint? I feel like most probably do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, plein air, I feel like it's a part of a, a lot of concept art education, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, wait, are you asking me if I know any? Or, or just like at your job, are, are the other artists also plein air painters? Not the job I have right now. I guess they did before, but they don't do it right now. So. Oh, yeah. Well, now everyone's working from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually planning air painting weekly. <laughs> oh, you I are? Go out. Yeah, I go out on my little scooter with my on iPad. On your scooter? Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know those uh, bird scooters? <laughs> oh, you have one? Yeah, I bought one of those. Oh, that's nice. It's so oh, fun. So how far can you go? Uh, I think it has a range of 40 miles, so I can go oh. pretty damn far. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun because you can get into like all these small places you wouldn't be able to go with a car and you find right. these little spots. A nice. Any interesting spots you found from taking your scooter? Right now, I mean, it's just around my neighborhood. Like I try to find, well, recently I started just looking for like landmarks for uh, different places like like a big area like say where I'm living right now or you know Orange County or something like that finding bigger landmarks to just paint uh, yeah I mean I've found places in like little alleyways random trash can or something <laughs> has a very interesting lighting condition and I just sit there and paint it's funny. I've noticed a lot of artists always bring up trash cans. It's just like, we trash can cans. I paint a trash can? <laughs> I just paint painted trash. a trash can. Man, I, went, I went to this super nice, I went to this park, got many nice views, and I ended up painting the trash cans in the park. <laughs> you just have like the perfect lighting and you yeah. to capture it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I just, I don't know why it just, yeah, it inspired me somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing of being an artist. You can be inspired by anything, by trash. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what I like about it, you know. 
doesn't yeah. have to be anything like grand, mm-hmm. right? Just anything. Yeah. Um, so before pandemic, were you? Did you ever travel and and take your paints with you? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, well, yeah, I remember I'm going to Grand Canyon. I had like my whole setup. Oh, nice. Yeah, digital actually, not paints. My oh, laptop cool. back then. Yeah. Did you do their? Um, because they have some pretty cool hikes there. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I did the hike. I went up and I did the painting. Didn't work out too well because wind. Yeah, I was blowing on the. Yeah, I was blowing on the thing that I was. It didn't work out too well. Oh man! So you didn't get to do that much painting there. Yeah, not not the not the really super crazy views up top, but just other small ones, I guess. So. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's on me. Took took a lot of photos, you know. Yeah. I find like taking photos, like if you're on location, you know, you just kind of soak it all in. And then you look at the photo later, you can kind of recall what it actually looked like in real life. And a lot of times paint from that photo, just using the details, but you can remember certain information from like life, you know? So do you do that a lot, work from photographs? Yeah, sometimes like if, if a scene is super complex, usually you will never have enough time to finish on location. You just take a photo and just Make sure at least on the painting, there's like all the color notes that's actually you're observing from life and then just paint it out later with the details in the, you can just reference the photo later and paint it out that way. All right. So I have one more question for you. All right. Um, so a lot of people on our podcast, they have given advice on how to paint, um, on how to get started painting plein air. And, but usually it's with traditional media. So do you have advice for people who want to go out with their digital setups and how to get started? Or do you recommend starting traditional first? Traditional is much better for learning, in my opinion, because there is no layers, there is no undo, and you're forced to make decisions, good decisions. And with digital, you're it kind of makes you think your decisions don't matter and you just kind of end up doing a lot of useless things and that's a waste of time. Or use heavy paint, actually. I think heavy paint is actually really good for like beginning, beginning painters. Like it kind of forces you to, it's basically like traditional, like it forces you to paint, make really strong decisions. So as far as um advice for i don't think there's anything specific digital plein air advice i mean stay away from the sun glare is bad (laughs) um have a chair i think that's important for digital because with with um traditional painting a lot of times if you have like a easel setup or like a tripod you can stand paint with digital it's really hard to stand and paint and it's very uncomfortable to sit on the floor having a chair just kind of gives you more opportunity to paint basically wherever you want. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening. We love hearing from you. So please leave a comment and share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to see more from the Warrior Painters, please consider donating to our Gumroad. You'll find the link in our description. Thanks and see you again soon.